Stay tuned for another sports presentation on the worldwide leader of Marshall University Athletics coverage, the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. It's time for Herd Roundup, your weekly look back at Thundering Herd Athletics. And now this week's edition of Herd Roundup. Ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon. Welcome to Herd Roundup, the only show on the air that recaps the week that was in Marshall University Athletics. I'm Ben Cower. And I'm Jonathan Edwards. Ahead on this week's edition of Herd Roundup, we will update you on Marshall football, men and women's soccer, volleyball, and the rest of the news in Marshall athletics. But first on this edition of Herd Roundup, Marshall women's basketball with its new head coach, Kim Caldwell. Expectations for this upcoming season are at an all-time high, less than a month before it all begins. FM 88 Sports' Jonathan Edwards sat down with Coach Caldwell to discuss this upcoming season. With the 2023 campaign looming closer and closer by the day for Marshall women's basketball, expectations are at an all-time high surrounding the newly revamped squad. I spoke with Coach Kim Caldwell on Tuesday to hear about what is going on leading up to the season opener. I think their effort is there, and sometimes as a coach, that's the hardest thing, is, is to get people to dive on the floor and get people to sprint back on defense and fly around and get their hands up, and they do that, and they do that naturally, which is good and I think can make them special. With a focus on changing the narrative surrounding herd women's basketball and initiating change, the team has had to adjust to a new style of play. This begins with practice. Our practices have been kind of hit or miss. I think we know that. I think that's something we got to be more consistent. We got to do a better job of changing the energy in the gym. And we practice hard. I mean, we, we do practice incredibly hard, but we're just not doing little things. We're not talking, we're not repeating things. And so I think we have a lot to progress on quickly. I think we have the talent, but we just need to kind of put all the pieces together right now. As the herd is such a young team and home to a new coach, the changes don't stop with one court skills. It won't happen overnight, but the pieces are set for the team to succeed under the helm of Caldwell. And so we just got to do a better job of giving each other confidence and putting people in the right places. And I think that'll come anytime you have a new coach and a lot of new players. You have a little bit of that, but we should be working our way out of that in the next week or so. Considering that the growing buzz around the team is at a fever pitch, the Cam Henderson Center will serve as a great home court advantage for Caldwell's crew. But I do think that they deserve to have a really good crowd and really good people to be in the stands cheering them on, and that's part of the reason. Huge reason why I took the job is because I believed we could do that. So we want everyone to come out and make it loud. Marshall women's basketball tips off at the Cam Henderson Center on October 29th at 6.30 p.m. This is for Fans First Day. From FM 88 Sports, I'm Jonathan Edwards. Thanks, Jonathan. Now on to Marsh, or excuse me, now on to Marshall Women's Golf, who competed at the UNCG Collegiate at Grandover Resort in Greensboro, North Carolina, this past week. Marshall's women's golf team finished in tenth place at the UNCG Collegiate, which again wrapped up on Tuesday. Marshall's final day score was 293. Uh, it was 12 strokes better than its second round, which also completed earlier in the day on Tuesday after being delayed a little bit due to dark. Darkness on Monday. Marshall returns to action in the women's golf side next Monday, this upcoming Monday, I should specify, when the team opens play at the Charlotte Invitational, so it stays down there in North Carolina. Right now, we are going to take a step aside for a short break. When we return, we will update you on Marshall tennis, men's and women's soccer, as well as the rest of Marshall sports. You're listening to Herd Roundup. Hey, Chris, late for swim practice, no? Uh, I decided it wasn't really my thing. But you liked swimming, and with your grades down last semester, at least it could help with college. 
Oh, some kid, Frank, came by. I knocked on your door, but you didn't answer. Hey, where are your new sneakers? Oh, I forgot them at school. Well, you seem to be forgetting a lot lately. The signs are there. So is our help. For advice on coping with teen drug use, visit the partnership at drugfree.org. Imagine a friend has just told you they were diagnosed with a mental illness. What would you do? Awkward, isn't it? But what's even more awkward is, if you're not there for them, they'll be less likely to recover. Mental illness. What a difference a friend makes. To learn more, go to whatadifference.org. This message is brought to you by the Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Mike O'Donnell here with CBS Sports, and you're listening to the worldwide leader of martial athletics coverage, the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. And welcome back to Herd Roundup, the only show on the air that recaps the week that was in martial athletics. I'm Ben Cower. And I'm Jonathan Edwards. In martial tennis news, the Marshall University tennis team begins play today at the Greyhounds Women's Tennis Classic in Baltimore, Maryland. The Classic lasts today through Sunday. The event is being hosted by Loyola University, Maryland. Meanwhile, in Marshall women's soccer news, late last week, the Marshall Thundering Herd dueled the visiting Old Dominion University Monarchs. Here's FM88 Sports' Luke Hamilton with the recap. Last week, Marshall women's soccer played the Old Dominion Monarchs, losing 2-1 in an aggressive match that ended with five yellow cards and one red card against the Thundering Herd. The back-and-forth battle went on for 31 minutes before a goal was scored by one of ODU's top scorers this season. Andrea Falcazar all green with the free kick. Falcazar all green with the pass uh, to the right over to Old Dominion on the right, and they score. Just a swarm of Monarch players there. Couldn't see who kicked it in. Might have gone off a Marshall player. First goal awarded to the Monarchs and EJ Turkaloo, the leading scorer for Old Dominion. After the first half concluded at Hoops Family Field in Huntington, the herd came back on the pitch with a burst of energy that led to a goal from Bailey Fisher, assisted by Olivia Gandy. Pass behind to Olivia Gandy and a shot over by Bailey Fisher finds the back of the net. Marshall ties it up 1-1. Just a couple of minutes into this second half. And a pretty easy shot by Bailey Fisher to tie things up at one. A beautiful placement there from Fisher. Back against the, the goal. Did a little around the defender and had perfect positioning with the right foot to kick that one to the right side of the goal. Old Dominion kept the ball in Marshall territory for the majority of the second half while the score was tied at one. The final blow came from the Monarchs in the 83rd minute when Anna Torzlov scored the goal off a deep shot right outside the penalty box. ODU regains possession. Torzlov keeps it on the right side with a fire of a shot just past the half circle and past Ashlyn Dreyer and ODU takes the lead. And what a shot by Anna Torslov. ODU leads 2-1 here in the 84th minute. The match ended with Marshall attempting to put one more point on the board, but Old Dominion came away with the conference victory. Marshall had eight shots in the match with four on goal, and the Monarchs put up 14 shots with five on goal. For FM 88 Sports, I'm Luke Hamilton. 
Thanks, Luke. Women's soccer then traveled to Boone, North Carolina on Saturday to face off versus another Sunbelt Conference foe, the Appalachian State Mountaineers. It dropped the contest five goals to one. As an early score for Marshall freshman Katie Porter gave the herd the lead heading into halftime with the defensive midfielder scoring her first career collegiate goal in just the second minute of the 90-minute match. Although, in the second half of the match, Marshall's offense and defense faltered, with App State scoring a whopping five unanswered goals in the second half, scoring in the 49th, 65th, 67th, 78th, and 80th minutes of the match. Now here's FM88 Sports' Victoria LaVon Wilburn with a report on Marshall women's soccer. Marshall women's soccer team recently were handed a tough loss. Alexis Wagamuth and Luisa Lavatros gave their perspectives on this week's edition of Sports View. It's just giving the extra effort in the second, the step in front of a shot, block kind of maybe a through ball or whatever it may be. And especially as that second half wore on, I feel like that happened, unfortunately, less and less. Lovatro expressed the importance of watching and listening to game tape after the loss of 5-1 to one to Appalachian State. We have our film sections where we would watch the game and talk about it. Of course, we had issues that we faced during the game, but it was a lot of that mentality side and how we were drained and conceded a lot of goals in a row. The turn of events would come at the 48th, 65th, 67th, and 78th minutes of the game. I think there's two ways you can play soccer individually and then collectively as a team. Collectively, we just kind of lost that fight. Wagelmuth and Lovatros addressed team injuries with respect to a strong season finish. Unfortunately, we're not going to have the same roster, healthy roster that we did when we went on the winning streak at the beginning of the year. But I think we have some fantastic players and we're definitely capable of coming back and winning some games. Our team is very positive for the next few games. It's not the perfect conditions. I'm pretty sure that everyone who is going to play now, who's getting more minutes, and give their 100%. Luckily, we got some wins. Marshall women's soccer will be back in action Saturday, October 14th versus Georgia State in Huntington. For FM 88 Sports, I'm Victoria LaVon Wilburn. Thanks, Victoria. Marshall women's soccer returns to the pitch tomorrow night at 6 p.m. battling the visiting Georgia State Panthers. You can listen to live coverage of the match right here on WMUL-FM as the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network will have the uh, live coverage of the matchup. FM88 Sports, Ben Anderson and Nate Courtney will be on the call tomorrow as pregame coverage begins at 5.45 p.m. and game coverage begins at 6 p.m. And now on to Marshall Men's Soccer, where tonight in Huntington, Marshall hosts the Sunbelt rival Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. Marshall is still ranked as the number one team in the country, still undefeated in 2023. The Chanticleers enter the match 3-4-3 three, and three on the season, and same as our coverage of the women's soccer game match, I should say tomorrow evening, you can listen to live coverage of tonight's Marshall Men's Soccer match right here on WMUL-FM as the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network will also have live coverage of the matchup and FM 88 Sports' Sean Kelly and Jonathan Edwards will be on the call as pregame coverage begins at 7 p.m. and game coverage begins at 7.15 p.m. Right now, we are going to step aside for another short break. When we return, we will update you on Marshall Swimming and Diving as well as the rest of Marshall Sports. You're listening to Herd Roundup. Influenza is a serious disease. Are you talking to me? If you have asthma, diabetes, or other chronic medical conditions, yes. Are you 
you talking to me? If you're 50 or older, yes. <laughs> if your child is between 6 and 23 months, yes. Are you talking to me? If you live or work with those at high risk, yes. Influenza will kill as many as 36,000 people this year. It's that serious. Prevent influenza. Get immunized. A message from the National Foundation for Infectious Disease. This is John Bon Jovi asking you to go to serve.gov to get involved in something you believe in. I'm a big believer in the power of we. We weren't born. We can tackle the tough challenges we face and build community through service and volunteering. United we stand. United we serve. Are you with me? Go to serve.gov for more information about how to volunteer in your community. This message is brought to you by United We Serve and the Corporation for National and Community Service. Hi, this is Reds Hall of Famer Marty Brenneman, and I'm inviting you to listen to the worldwide leader in martial athletics coverage, the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. And welcome back to Herd Roundup, the only show on the air that recaps the week that was in martial athletics. I'm Ben Cower. And I'm Jonathan Edwards. Now on to Marshall Swimming and Diving, where this past Saturday in Morgantown, West Virginia, Marshall competed in the West Virginia State Games. FM 88 Sports' John Bogus has the recap. The Marshall Swimming and Diving team showed Saturday it's a premier team in the Mountain State after claiming first place in Morgantown, West Virginia at the West Virginia Games. After day one, Marshall was second in the seven-team All-West Virginia event, trailing the meet's host, WVU, by just 11 points. It was Marshall who would come out on top after day two, though, with a narrow margin of 1,340.5 points to the second-place WVU's 1,300.5 points. Head coach Ian Walsh said that the team's passion and depth is what made the team victorious. It was our depth and every single person contributed on our team. I think that's probably what I was most proud of. Every single person on our roster put up points for that win. And when you have a large meet like that, it comes down to 40 points over a 3,000 point meet. That's a pretty big deal. The win marks only the second time in program history Marshall has defeated WVU. Senior swimmer Madeline Hart said it was a special moment and the team saw success from sharing in I don't know that we really had the goal to win, but we did have the goal to just be our best. We cheered each other on. Momentum was great. We are all very encouraging. Marshall will have the opportunity to face a Sunbelt Conference opponent when it next travels to Harrisonburg, Virginia to face James Madison on November 4th. For FM 88 Sports, I'm John Bogus. Thanks, John. Also in Marshall Swimming and Diving news, Marshall swimmer Esther Lebon was named the Sunbelt Swimmer of the Week just the day ago, and Lebon played an, integ- an integral role in beating West Virginia University at the West Virginia Games, where the Budapest Hungry native swam in six events over the span of the two-day meet and won two individual freestyle events, both leading the conference. So Lebon averaged a fourth-place finish across all her her events across the eight-team competition. So again, Lebon, the Sunbelt Swimmer of the Week. Now on to Marshall Cross Country, where FM88 Sports' Ben Anderson has the recap report of its performance in its first ever trip to the Texas A&M Invitational. On September 30th, the Marshall Thundering Herd Cross Country team competed in the Live and Lou Classic at the EP Tom Sawyer State Park in Louisville, Kentucky. Both the men's and women's team competed in the Premier Gold Race, which was the event's first race in reserved for top programs showcased at the meet. Out of the 75 combined teams, the women's team finished 16th and the men's team finished 33rd. 
third. Leading the way for the women's team was graduate student Abby Herring, finishing sixth in the 5K with a time of 17 minutes and 8 seconds. Leading the way for the men's team was graduate student Evan White, finishing 91st in the 8K with a time of 24 minutes and 56 seconds. Cross-country head coach Caleb Bowen says that the team did well fighting through the adversity of the competition. I thought we ran really well, competed pretty well. The times were a little bit slower than what we wanted, but whenever it's hot, that's what happens. You know, Abby finishing where she did in the top six. She did beat the runner-up in Division II National Championship last year, so she was running with all the right girls. I thought overall the team ran really well. Being the top 25 is awesome. And on the guys' side, they finished about where I thought they would be. Overall, it's pretty good to meet. Evan White says that racing in the gold meet provided a great opportunity to see where the team is currently at. It's really good. Gold race, basically, we had a whole bunch of guys go out really fast, and it gave us the opportunity to go out and compete with the best. And we're running extremely well right now. No, we didn't compete as good as we wanted to, but it's a great learning experience, and we got to see where some of our competition and our conference is at at that meet, and we're going to go see a whole bunch of other ones, so it's great learning and a great benchmark for us. Abby Herring says that the goal for the Arturo Berrios Invitational is to improve the time of the top five before the Sunbelt Conference Championships. We're trying to close our one through five gaps. So what that means is like our first runner through our fifth runner, we're trying to close the time gap, so it's about a minute and a half, two minutes. Coach Bowen says he is ready to see how the teams perform against top competition at the Arturo Berrios Invitational. We have a lot of great schools going to be there. You know, a lot of Big 12, SEC, top teams in our conference as well. So just to see where we stack up. And it's a really fast course. You know, it'll be a little warm again, a little humid. But overall, I'm just excited to see our kids compete. On Friday, October 13th, the Marshall Thunderinger cross-country team will compete in the Texas A&M Arturio Berrios Invitational in their final meet before the Sunbelt Conference Championships. For FM 88 Sports, I'm Ben Anderson. Thanks, Ben. Now on to Marshall Volleyball, where this past Friday and Saturday, the Thundering Earth battled the Troy Trojans in Huntington for the first time ever in volleyball. In match one on Friday night, Marshall was swept in three sets by Troy. Lydia Montague was in on seven of Marshall's 11 blocks, including three solo rejections. Peyton Neal had 13 digs, while Bella Thompson had 11 assists. MU couldn't get on top of Troy in the first set as the visitors took the first without trailing 25-20. to The Herd contested the Trojans in the next two sets, with the second and third sets each featuring a pair of lead changes and the score tied three times. However, Troy took a tightly contested second set, 25-23, to and the third, 25-19. to Troy's Janelle Stumpfig was arguably the player of the match, with her 31 assists putting her head and shoulders above any other player on the court between both teams in that stat bracket and helping her team up for victory. Her performance across both matches earned her her second straight Sunbelt Setter of the Week award, so certainly the herd had steep competition. And Saturday brought forth a rematch, and although the herd performed better than it did on Friday, still dropped the match in four sets. Bryn Brown finished the contest with 22 assists and 12 kills for a double-double, as Kylie Stokes also tied Brown with 12 kills. Peyton Neal recorded the match-high 16 digs for the team, and the first set saw the score tied six times with three lead changes, but Troy captured the opener for Marshall 25 to 21 <coughs> again in the first set excuse me 
with the scoreboard tied 19-all late in the second set. The Herd took six of the final eight points in the frame with a brown kill, sealing it 25-21 for the home side, the first and only set of the entire weekend that went for the Herd. Marshall finished 13 of its 31 attacks in the set with just two errors for a 355 hitting percentage, and the Trojans answered by taking the third set 25-12 in dominant fashion, and the Marshall and the Marshall Thundering Herd fought until the end of the fourth, but Troy sealed the match with a 25-22 victory in the final set. Marshall goes back on the road for a pair of contests at Georgia Southern tonight and tomorrow in Statesboro, Georgia. And finally this week on Herd Roundup, Marshall football was close, but couldn't close out a victory against another Power 5 ACC opponent this past Saturday, falling to the NC State Wolfpack 48-41. With the loss, Marshall falls to 4-1 on the season and sees its nine-game winning streak come to an end. It's also the first-ever Power 5 loss for head coach Charles Huff as a head coach. The Herd is still 1-0 in the Sun Belt standings as the loss to the Wolfpack ended its non-conference portion of the schedule. And Marshall quarterback Cam Fancher threw for a season-high 315 yards and totaled four touchdowns in the loss for the Herd. Marshall, in the matchup, took a 24-21 lead into the locker room after the Thundering Herd scored 10 points in the final two minutes, 34 seconds of the second quarter heading into halftime. Then after, uh, or after then falling behind in the second half, Fancher's 16-yard touchdown toss to Caleb Coombs with a minute 29 left in the matchup cut NC State's lead to just one possession and a Herd defensive stop gave Marshall a chance at the victory but however the Herd was stopped on fourth down in its own territory as the Wolfpack survived another battle with Marshall in front of a packed house the Thundering Herd offense outgained NC State 419 yards to 401 but defensive breakdowns and turnovers on downs proved costly for the Herd Marshall now returns to action at 7 p.m. tomorrow night when the Herd takes on Georgia State in Atlanta for its first road contest this season in Sunbelt Conference play, looking to approve to 2-0 this season in conference play. And that will do it for this week's edition of Herd Roundup. Tune in again next week as we recap all the news for the week that was in Marshall Athletics. I'm Jonathan Edwards. And I'm Ben Cower. Thanks for listening to another edition of Herd Roundup. Don't forget to check out our entire broadcast schedule on our website at www.marshall.edu slash WMUL. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WMUL underscore sports for more on the Thundering Herd. Thanks for listening to Herd Roundup. Tune in again next week at 5.30 for the most complete coverage of Thundering Herd Athletics on 88.1 WMUL. You've been listening to another sports presentation on the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network.